And uh, the title of my message this morning is Making Change That Last. Making Change That Last. How many people know that when you are actually looking at the performance review, looking at the things you did and look at the things you haven't done, but also looking at the things that you need to do, there's some change that needs to take place uh, for you to work within the future that God has uh, for your life. So there's some change that has to take place uh, for you to be able to work within the purpose that God has uh, for your life. This morning, there's some change that you need to do uh, for you uh, to work within God's purpose uh, for your life. This morning, we're going to unpack uh, together this idea of making change uh, that lasts, making change uh, that lasts, making change for you to be able to work within a kingdom purpose God has for you in-house, which is global heart if you call global at your home, but also outside, outside the house, which is the sphere of influence where God has called you in your community, in your workplace, in your school, uh, in your family uh, as well. So we're going to look at those things. How many people know you got things that you're going to have to change this year, uh, especially for you to be able to launch yourself, to position yourself in the environment, to, in, to position yourself in the purpose that God uh, has uh, for your life? You, you might need to change uh, your connection with God this morning. You know, what I mean by that, you might need to change your relationship with Jesus this morning. You know, where are you at with Jesus right now? Because we all know ourselves and we know where we are with God. We might need to change that to be able to work within the purpose that God has for your life. We might need to change your health. And uh, uh, for that part, I am still struggling with it. I've been on a diet for a month. I was supposed to lose 6 kg to be able to meet my BMI. But uh, every time I visit some of my friends, they're not helping, you know. When I get there, they're baking and it's smelling good. I, I get tempted. Uh, sometimes I give in and then I have got a cheat day on Sunday. So every Sunday is a cheat day for me. So I eat whatever I want when I want on Sundays. Uh, but sometimes I give in on a Tuesday, right? But it's okay because Jesus loves me. All right? <laughs> you might need to change your body this morning. It's okay. You might need to change your habit. You might need to change uh, your relationship with others, you might need to change your energy level, you might need to change your career uh, or your job. You know, there's so many things that you might need to change uh, this morning, especially as we come to the end of the year, so you can actually position yourself uh, for God's purpose, or you can position yourself to be able to work within, uh, to do what God has called you to do. Did you know that God has designed great works for you to accomplish beforehand? Before he has actually made you, he had an amazing purpose. He needed you together in your mother's womb to be able to carry out the responsibility, to be able to carry out the, uh, the purpose that he has uh, for your life. So you're not here by accident. You are here on a calling, and you've been anointed by God to be able to actually fulfill his greater plan and his purpose uh, for your life. You know, you might need to reset your marriage this morning if you're married. You might need to change some things. Husband, Jesus has called you to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Are you doing that this morning? If you're not, you might need to reset that. Wives, Jesus has called you to honor your husbands. Are you doing that? If you're not, you might need to reset uh, that. You might need to reset your priorities this morning. You might need to reset your time 
By the way, you can't reset the time to go back to the past. That's not going to happen. What I mean is that you might need to reset where you spend your time and actually allocate the time uh, for Jesus this morning. Because there's so many distractions in our life that are really leading us away from Jesus. But we might need to position ourselves uh, to be able to work within purpose that God has uh, for our lives. You might need to change your operation schedule. You might need to change some things that you do that are not necessary in your life so you can create more time for Jesus. You might need to reset your finance uh, this morning. You might need to reset your finance because where your treasure will be, that's how your heart will be as well. Where is your treasure this morning? Where are you investing your finance this morning? Are you investing in the things of God? Are you investing in a position, uh, in a place where it's going to allow you to work within the purpose that God has uh, for your life? What are some of the things that do you need uh, to change? What are some of the things that you need to make change that lasts? The change that's going to allow us to launch you in the purpose that God has uh, for your life uh, this morning. You know, there are, we're going to unpack two questions, which I believe uh, these two questions are going to help us to position us for the things of God. It's going to position us to be able to become a man and a woman that God has called you uh, to be. So the two important questions, number one is, why is it so hard to change myself? Why is it so hard to change uh, yourself uh, this morning? Number two is, number two is, let me just bring it up. What are some of the things that you need to do uh, for you to be able to walk within the change that God uh, has uh, for your life? So we're going to unpack number one together. Why is it so hard to make change uh, for myself? Why is it hard? Why is it hard? You know, why is it so hard to change my habit? Why is it so hard to change your habit this morning? Why is it so hard to change the patterns in your life? Why is it so hard to change the habitual weaknesses in your life, the temptation the enemy keep bringing in your life, why it's so hard to overcome uh, those things uh, in your life? Number one, I believe it is because, number one, I believe it is because you had them for so long. You know when you had something for too long, you start identifying yourself by the problems. You start seeing yourself in the lens of your problems, and you start identifying yourself with those problems you are actually going through because you had them for so long. But I encourage you, our God is a God of full of transformation. He's a God who's ready to forgive and set you apart. He's a God who's ready to embrace you, to welcome you, to let you know that you are loved, you are cared, you are anointed, you have been set apart uh, for his kingdom purpose. So you don't need to identify yourself with your problems anymore. You don't need to do that. You don't need to actually identify yourself with the trauma that you might have in your life. And sometimes the problem we actually face right now is the problem we didn't cause to ourselves. You might not have caused those problems to yourself. Some problems that you're actually dealing right now, you're managing right now, are generational problems. Generational problem. what I mean by that is it could be issues that started with your grandfather. It could be issues that actually passed on with your own father. Now you are, dealing with, you are still dealing with those problems. I want to encourage you, if you can actually submit your life, surrender those things to Jesus. He's able to heal you. He's able to give you new wisdom, new purpose for you to work within the purpose that God has uh, for your life. You don't need to solve generational problems in your life. 
Give them to Jesus. Surrender them to Jesus. You don't need to do it yourself. You don't need to do it yourself. Number two, because we identify with them. Have you gone through a problem so much so you, de- you actually reach a level where you actually start to identify yourself with a problem? You know, you, you, sometimes we think, we actually start talking about it, we start speaking words over ourselves that actually identify ourselves with the problem. You might say this morning, I am timid. What, what you say, you become. Did you know that? If you say something over and over, it's easy to become uh, that. Because there's a power in our tongues. The scriptures say there's power in our tongues to give us what? Life and death. So it's time to speak. It's time to speak positive over your life. You can't be speaking over yourself like, you know what? I'm overthinking. I'm alcoholic. I repeat uh, the problem over and over. You know, it's hard to overcome problem when you're actually faced when you, are set your, when you set yourself within the problem, it's time to come out. It's time to shift your focus and fix your eyes on Jesus and ask God, how could I solve these problems? Because when you fix your eyes on Jesus, Jesus starts speaking life into your life and starts declaring who he has called you to be. You are loved. You have been set free. You are wonderfully and fearfully made. You've been set apart. You've been anointed by him for his purpose to carry out the great great works that he has already prepared are for you in advance. So it's time to shift your focus from your problems and fix your eyes on Jesus. And sometimes it might be hard, but that's what life is. But you know why? You know what it is? There's another in the fire. And that is Jesus. He's with you in the fire this morning. He is for you. And if God is for us, who can be against us this morning? So he is with you right now. You, you can face those problems. You can overcome those problems. Number three, because my partner have payoff. Sometimes we actually find it really hard to change or to transform because there's a payoff uh, into our problems. You know, sometimes the things that we do, some of the payoff that we receive uh, through our actions, it could be either positive or negative, right? Every performance, every task that is carried out with every single individual. There's always a result. There's always something. There's always outcomes that come out of it. It could be either negative results or it could be positive results. You know, the payoff I'm talking about here, it could be physical payoff in terms of monetary or it could be emotional payoff. Some of the things that we do right now that are hard to change due to the payoff that we receive, it's going to be hard for you when you don't actually understand the payoff, and you cannot overcome those things until you understand the payoff. The payoff will determine if, if that payoff is from Jesus or is from the devil. The moment you understand the payoff, then you can make change, right? So you need to understand what is the payoff? What am I receiving uh, from what I'm doing right now? What the results am I getting from what I do right now? You know, what, whatever get rewarded, get repeated. Did you know that? Whatever get rewarded, get repeated. So you need to check yourself right now. What do I get rewarded for what I do? If you know and if you think the reward you get is probably not honoring Jesus, you might not know, need to repeat that. You need to surrender that to Jesus. Number four, uh, change is hard because uh, certain discourages me or certain discourages you. 
Did you know that you know on a battle by yourself? The enemy is here to devour. To devour what? God's purpose. You know, in the book of John 10, 10 says, the enemy only come to do what? To distract, steal, and destroy. What do you think that he come to distract and steal and destroy? He come to distract you from working with the God's purpose by actually bringing things in your life that you don't need. By actually, you know, shifting your focus from God's purpose, from what God has called you to do, uh, to the things of this world. It's time to shift our focus and fix our eyes on Jesus. It's time to shift our focus of the things of this world and fix our eyes on Jesus so we can walk within the purpose that God has uh, for our life. You're not in a battle by yourself. But sometimes we go through issues and we go through problems because Jesus wants us actually to prepare us for what he has for our future. So he's building your mental capacities, building your muscles so you can be able to lift the heavy lift that he has actually prepared for you in, in advance. You can write this down. The struggle you're living today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. So don't just, sometimes we shift, sometimes we think maybe changing the environment, things are going to change. No, no, no. Some things are just spiritual. Some things are just emotional. The environment has not to do with anything. Sometimes we move churches thinking, ah, you know where I'm going to go, there will be no problems. No, no, it's a body of Christ. We are sick and Jesus is the healer. Right? You know, it doesn't mean just because the country you're living in right now, especially like Zambia. I hear so many people talk about, you know, leaving Zambia, going to Europe. You know, there's, the, the other side is no greener. <laughs> Did you know that? It's no green on the other side. You know, God can still fulfill his purpose and his dream in your life where you are right now. It starts by honoring him. It starts by putting him first. It starts by spending time in his word. It starts by asking questions. It starts by actually, the Bible says, if you put God's house first, all these other things will be added unto you. There's no limit. He didn't say, I will add 1,000 questions in your pocket. No, no. What are those things? I believe those things are the fruits of the spirit. Peace, kindness, love, joy. You name it. When you position yourself in God's house and be planted, that's what God does in your life uh, this morning. So if you are considering change, don't think about just the environment. Focus on who God has called you to be and invest your time in his word. Ephesians 4, 21, 27 says, Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and the attitude. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. Don't let the sun go down where you're still angry, uh, for anger gives a mighty foothold uh, to the devil. I love that. So we are going to look. At, so we have looked at the reason why we can't change, right? The reason why we. So we're going to look at some principles, some biblical principles that I believe that if we apply these biblical principles, it's going to help us to change. Number one, change requires learning and facing the truth. Did you know that? You got to have to. You got for you to change. You have to learn the truth. You have to learn the problems. 
you have to learn the problems they are facing right now, and you have to face the truth. Because the truth to be told is that the first step to solve the problem is to know what it is the problem. You can't solve something that you don't understand. You have to understand the problem. Change always starts with the truth, right? You can't have a positive uh, change or negative mind or negative ideas. You have to position, you have to ask God, what, is, what, what, what do you think, Jesus? And talk about it. Learning the truth is a first thing. It's number, it's a, it starts by actually facing the truth. If you want to learn about what the truth, you have to face it, right? Proverbs 23, uh, 23 says, I Learn the truth and never reject it. Get wisdom, self-control, and understanding. Learn the truth and never reject it. Get wisdom and self-control and understanding. You have to learn. The Bible says, For those who lack wisdom, let them ask. God is generous. So he's ready to give you wisdom on how to do the things you're dealing with right now. But you have to ask. He's a gentleman. Did you know that? He's not going to force himself in your life. You have to invite him. You know, he, but he's knocking. Is your door open this morning? Is your heart open? Is your mind open? Are you listening to him this morning? He is here right now. Jesus said, when you know the truth, the truth actually set you free. Truth set people free. That's his word. If you want to be set free, if you want to be set free from your uh, weakness, if you want to be set free from the... Um, the from, you know, from the temptation that the enemy has thrown on your life, you have to learn the truth. And the truth is found in his word. It's a manual for life. It's a compass for our destination. If you invest your life, if you invest your time in his word, he's going to help you uh, to understand but also to learn uh, the truth. Isaiah 30, 10, it says, They tell, sees, don't see any more vision. They said to the prophet, don't tell us the truth. Say things that we make us feel good. See only good things for us. You know, the, you know, the idea of telling me what I want to hear, it didn't start yesterday. It started many years ago, right? And as a Christian, sometimes we, can I say, we affect friends sometimes, right? We tell people what they want to hear, but we don't tell them what they need to hear. Sometimes... The, the, the best thing you can do in loving individual is to tell them the truth. But you have to exercise wisdom because not everybody is ready to hear uh, the truth, right? So you need to rely on the Holy Spirit. You need to ask Jesus, what does this person need to hear right now? Do they have the mental capacity to actually hear uh, the truth of what I'm about to say? You know, the, when Jesus was about to go to heaven, he told his disciples and the people at the time on the day of the Pentecostal, I'll leave you with the Holy Spirit to give you what? To understand what is right and what is wrong. So through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be equipped to understand what is right and what is wrong. To understand what we need to say in the, in the moment when we're actually talking to one another. But it's important to always say the truth because the truth sets you free. John 3.11 says, Jesus said, you are a respected teacher of, uh, of Israel and you don't know this basic. Uh, listen carefully. I am speaking sober truth to you. I speak only on what I know by experience. I give you witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing secondhand here. Not also, yes, instead of facing the evidence and accepting 
in your procrastinating with questions. Some people usually, I don't know, in the workplace or in your school or any environment you work in, every time you're having a tough conversation with somebody, they always procrastinate by actually responding by asking a question. Right? Am I the only one? They start deflecting away from the conversation by you know, responding with different questions. But honestly, if you want to change, if you want to really become the man that God has called you to be, a woman that God has called you to be, you got to have to face a tough conversation. You can't deflect all the time. You, know, you can't deflect. You have to talk about it. You have to listen. You have to engage. And you have to respond. But you can't deflect from the conversation by asking other questions. Yeah? So if you want to work within the purpose that God has for your life, if you want to solve some problems in your life, you have to face those tough conversations. The truth is, and it's, it's, it's tough, right? It's tough to have hard conversation because the truth is we're all broken. We're all flawed. We all have def defects. We all have made mistakes. We are all sinners who need a savior. We're all imperfect people. Because that's what the scripture says in the book of Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and all have short of God's glorious standard. So nobody here, including myself, we, who can meet the standard of God? Only person who made that standard was Jesus. And he is the example that we live on. Because we are called to be Christ-like. 1 John 1.8 says, If we claim we have not seen, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Did you know that? you know that? Sometimes we have to stop believing. Sometimes we believe in the lies of, you know, we, be, we believe some lies that it's from God. We believe uh, that um, our behavior, our, our partners, and how we respond uh, to life, actually, the, uh, the, it's, it's helping us to the future. But to be honest, for you to be able to walk into the future God has for yourself, for yourself, you have to position yourself in God's presence and ask him because he is uh, the, he designed the book of life. You don't have to figure out yourself this morning. If you submit yourself to God, God is able to lead you and guide you. And is able to bring people around you who's going to support you. When you're tired, who's going to lift you, your hands. Just like Moses, when he was delivering the children of Israel, he needed support. He couldn't do it by himself. He, he has to raise his hands. Who did God raise to come and support him? Ladies, you have a quiz night. Was it Aaron? Haggai? Who? Aaron Her. I think he can come and support. You're invited on a quiz night. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so you need those people in your life. And I, grow, I love Grow Heart Church because uh, we have such incredible environment through our connect group where you can have that support. Uh, where people can lift your hands, where people can support you and help you uh, in time of need. Whatever you're going through, there's a church community here who are believing in you, who are ready to support you, who are ready to equip you and give you resources which are going to help you uh, to overcome uh, those things. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to do it yourself this morning. John 17, 17, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is true. You know, Jesus has already sanctified us with the truth. His word is true, but through community, we can believe. Through community, we can overcome. Through community, we can conquer. Through community, we can actually find fulfillment. Through community, we can be able to see the goodness of Jesus as we're singing uh, this morning. If you want to reset your life, always start from the Bible. 
always start from the Bible. Not the YouTube. Not the motivational speakers. Sometimes don't listen to me. Just go to the Word. But this morning, listen to me, right? 2 Timothy 3, 6, uh, 16, 17, it says, All scripture is inspired by God, and it is useful to teach, us, uh, to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses to prepare and equip his people uh, to do every good work. So you don't have to spend time discovering what God has called you to do. Go to the, re- to the manual. If someone give you this laptop this morning and just you never seen it before and you don't know what it is, for you to understand what this laptop is meant for, you probably have to find out who created it, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs can only give you the instruction how to operate it. The same thing with us. We don't need to spend thousands of hours trying to discover ourselves and what God has called us to do, trying to understand what we need to change. Start from the leader's manual. Start from the Bible. Read, spend time with Jesus and ask him, God, what do you need me to learn? God, what do you need me to change? God, where do you need me to be? God, who do you want me to spend time with? God, which environment do you want me to go in? Because God has already prepared your path. You just have to trust him. You just have to trust him. You don't need to understand everything. God hasn't called you to understand everything. Because then he is no God. You are becoming God now. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. He will set your path straight. So you need to trust him. You need to trust him. My last point, uh, which I have seen sometimes we make mistakes as a Christian believers, is that we act, we feel, and we think. Is that true? We act, we feel, and we think. We need to change that. Instead of act, feel, and think, we need to shift that. We need to feel. We, we need, sorry, we need to think, we need to feel, and we need to act. If you want to walk in the purpose that God has for your life, it's time to start thinking. It's time to start feeling what you're thinking about. It's time to talk about it, but also it's time to act on it. When you do those things, then you can actually produce uh, results. If you want to see change uh, in your life, God's godly principle change uh, for your life, it's all start by relying on the power of the Holy Spirit uh, this morning. Lasting change requires the Holy Spirit. If you want to change your life, you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 3.18 says, But we, we Christians have no vein over our, over our faces. We can be merry that bright reflect the glory of the Lord. And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become and more like Him. The Spirit of the Lord is working in you this morning. He is more, He's, he's actually changing you up this morning. He's transforming you to be more uh, like Jesus. So this morning, for you to be able uh, to change, to become who God has called you to be, uh, you need at least two things to start with. Read His Word, rely on the Holy Spirit. If you read His Word, He will guide you. If you rely on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will equip you and teach you what is right and what is wrong. And through that, you can overcome.